Hello everyone, I'm Mike Kliss and welcome to week three of Kliss's Mic Drop. Uh, we hope you are finding this uh, exercise informative. This week we're going to uh, review the game against the Bears, that tough luck loss for the Broncos. We're going to look ahead to the Green Bay Packers, the Broncos going to Lambeau Field on Sunday. And then our special guest on our podcast today is Shelby Harris, who is a Bronco, a starter, has been uh, uh, playing well at the defensive tackle position in the middle of that 3-4 defense. Uh, but he also grew up in Milwaukee as a diehard Green Bay Packer fan, so I know you're going to uh, enjoy that. Let's go back and review the game against the Chicago Bears. Boy, a tough one. Um, that, that, that Really, there were two, two games in one there, and, and a lot of NFL games have, have been like this over the years. But basically, for 57 minutes, call it three and a half quarters, it was both teams uh, methodical to conservative uh, in the way the game was played. I thought the Bears were highly conservative. Uh, in the way they ran the ball, uh, ran the ball much more than they passed. And then uh, for the Broncos, they were uh, methodical. I mean, it was the short ball control passing game. Rich Gangarillo talked about that today. It was West Coast 101. Uh, they didn't take deep shots. Uh, maybe they took uh, uh, one or two here and there just to try to loosen up the defense. But otherwise, it was a ball control uh, passing uh, offense. I mean, at one point, Joe Flacco was 10 for 10 for 42 yards. It's, it's hard to only get 42 yards when you're 10 for 10. I mean, uh, you can hand off 10 times to get 42 yards. So um, it, it was, uh, I thought the Broncos, or, or the Bears, I should say, were pretty much in control of the game. The Broncos had the, the nice opening drive that again stalled, and they had to settle for a field goal. Uh, red zone problems there. And then from then on, I thought the Bears kind of had the better of the game. Uh, from midway of the first uh, quarter to midway of the fourth quarter, I thought it was pretty much uh, the Bears game. They did get up 13-3 to uh, on the controversial, uh, you know, the goal line touch there uh, by, the, by the Bears uh, halfback, the rookie. I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting his name right now, but they're up 13-3. to And then the Broncos started looking good. You know, they started moving the ball. They... They had the goal to go, and uh, Flacco had the third down interception where the ball got away from him uh, in throwing it to Emmanuel. Uh, that cost him at, at least three points there. And uh, so they, they could have used that three points at the end, obviously. Then they do score. Uh, Fangio with the uh, uh, guts not once but twice uh, going for two. Uh, penalties uh, took away his first chance before he got a chance. Then McManus misses that extra point kick. Uh, that would have been a tough one, losing the game 13-12 to 12 on an extra point. Would have been a 38-yard extra point. Um, and then um, uh, when the Bears jumped offside, they go for it again. Looks like the Broncos are going to win by a point, 14-13 uh, with 31 seconds to go. But a, a very controversial call by the uh, official on Bradley Chubb. Uh, I, th I think they called him for landing on top of the quarterback. Um, tough call, especially in that situation. And uh, Bradley Chubb told me today, by the way, that he did not get fined. Uh, I think it was, uh, you know, costing the Broncos a game was uh, punishment enough. And then on that fourth down, fourth and 15, scramble up in the pocket by Trubisky, and he finds the, uh, he finds the wide open Allen Robinson, 25 yards 
downfield, just a killer. And then somehow the Bears uh, got a got a second left on the clock. And after all the problems the Bears had on uh, on kicking the last couple of years, uh, they it looks like they finally have a good kicker in Eddie Pinero. Pinero uh, last year that that ball you know clinks off the goalpost, no good. This year it's 53 yards right down the middle. Broncos lose a tough one. Uh, the Broncos. You know, I, I thought all in all, even though it was, you know, the yardage was down uh, for a guy who threw 50 uh, times, Flacco 35 out of 50 for 293 yards. Um, I, I think he's throwing the ball well. He had the one pass he would like to have back to Emmanuel, no doubt. But it looks like the Broncos have an experienced professional quarterback. Uh, the defense didn't stop the run well enough. Um, one reason why they didn't, they haven't had any sacks or takeaways through two games. Uh, one of only four teams in the last 50 years uh, are the 2019 Broncos without a sack or a takeaway. They have to change that against uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers this weekend. But uh, they got to stop the run better. Uh, Jacobs, uh, Josh Jacobs for the Raiders in the first game didn't average a lot, but he seemed to get, you know, when it was third and one, he got two. When it was third and two, he got three. Not good for the average, but effective because it was moving the chains. And then in the second and the fourth quarter, uh, they, they killed the clock with Jacobs running. And then uh, uh, the Bears, uh, Montgomery was the guy I was trying to think of, by the way, the rookie Montgomery from Iowa State. Uh, and uh, Tariq Cohen both ran the ball pretty well uh, against the Denver defense. Uh, passing offense was good. Uh, passing defense was good, I mean, with the exception of that 25-yarder at the end. So uh, that's, uh, that's our, uh, uh, pretty much our review for the first for the uh, Broncos and the Bears. We'll now talk to uh, Shelby Harris, who grew up a Packer fan in Milwaukee. I too, from the Chicago area, uh, grew up a Packer fan. I'll talk about that on the other side of the interview. Until then, I hope you enjoy our conversation with Shelby Harris, the defensive tackle for the Denver Broncos. Shelby, welcome back. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You know, a big reason why we have you here is it's Green Bay Packer Week. Oh, yeah. For the Broncos, which has to mean something to you. Because when you grow up in uh, Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Sorry about that. Oh, you're good. Uh, they used to play, uh, Packers used to play in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, County Stadium. Yeah. Tell me about your childhood being a Packer fan. Well, we, we grew, I grew up in a split household. You know, my mom was a Bears fan. Really? And my brother, my older brother is a Bears fan. Because oh. they're from, she's from Chicago. But me and my grandma were both Packer fans. And, oh, okay. uh, you know, and it came on every week. You saw the Packers. So I grew up into a diehard Packer fan growing up. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about all the way through college. And you know, I was a sophomore in college when they won that Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know, everyone going crazy. and uh, you, you were know. six years old the year Favre won it. Yeah. Uh, do you remember that? Um, a little bit, you know, but I, you know what I remember more is when they lost to the Broncos. Yeah, I was going to, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> I remember yeah. that one a little bit more. I remember. You were El seven. Yeah, I remember yeah. Elway doing the little helicopter and yeah. everything. It really, you know, it broke my heart. You, you know what my favorite part of Lambeau Field is? What? Uh, the backyards. Oh, yeah. That lead right into the parking lot. Oh, yeah. You know, every, yeah. Ev everyone's using their backyards yeah. as, as parking lots. But then I heard they kind of changed it up a little bit. It's like they, they built it up as 
it's like a title town area down there. So yeah. it's, it's supposed to be a little bit nicer now. Yeah, they modernized everything. Yeah. Anything to get a little more revenue. Oh well, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but you know, honestly, it's just the mystique of Lambeau Field will build, like, will build revenue anyway. It's just, it's just, it's such a yeah. great place to play. Yeah. That, uh, you know, anyone going there, you just feel the history when you walk in. Oh, you do. The quarterback sneak. <laughs> One yard line in the ice bowl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I knew the pa – I liked the Packers myself when I was a kid. So is it special uh, for you this week? Yeah, um, it's really just special because my mom's coming, my grandma's coming, uh, my brothers are coming, and it really just it, – it means a lot. A lot of my friends from high school, a lot of just uh, people – a lot of people I know will be at the game. And so just, uh, it's kind of like a going home. Even yeah. though I'm, green, I'm not from Green Bay, but yeah. it's kind of like a going home. And, um, yeah. you know, finally, in a, I went there once uh, my rookie year when I was in Oakland for a preseason game. Mm -hmm. But now to go there as a starter and to really get some serious playing time and really get to play against the Packers at home is, uh, is something special. Well, let's talk about uh, the Broncos now. Uh, yeah. That's who people care about more around these parts for sure. And uh, talk about your 0-2 start. It, it, you know, I, it seems like the operation is better. Uh, you know, you got this business-like attitude with Vic Fangio this year. It, it feels good, but you don't have the results. Yeah, you know, 0-2, but it's still a lot of things to be encouraged about. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. is, It's not like we're getting whooped every week. We're, we're in there. We're competing every week. We're playing hard. And, you know, we just – I remember K. Jack was telling me, we just got to make two or three more plays every game and you win the game. Yeah. And so it's a lot of things to be encouraged about. And so 0-2, the record may not look good, but we're a lot more encouraged in our record. What do you say? A lot has been made by us about uh, the zero sacks and the zero takeaways. And, you know, Vic said there are unusual circumstances. Uh, Carr got the rid of the ball and two seconds at, at the max of uh, the first game, and the Bears did really didn't nothing but run the ball, it seemed like, yeah. in the second game. Um, yeah, you know, we've had more runs this year than passes, which is kind of unusual in today's NFL. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just we, we all got to just stick the course and not get too antsy about not having any sacks or turnovers mm -hmm. because they're, they're coming. You know, I remember saw something about the Cowboys when you were Wade Phillips' defense. They started the season – with zero sacks and zero turnovers, and they ended up seventh in the league in sacks. So they're going to come. There's nothing to be worried about. We're, we're going to go out there, and we're going to make plays. You're seven-and-a-half to eight-point underdog against the Packers. Are you loving that? Yeah, but you always love to be underdog. Yeah. You always want to feel like you have something to prove, and then, and we'll, we'll take the challenge. How has your game been so far? You've, you have played quite a bit. You've been in the middle of that defense. That's statistically been good. Yeah. I feel like I've, I've played fine, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm very hard on myself. I feel like I need to do more. You know, like just like what K-Jack said earlier, you need two or three more plays. I need to be someone that makes another player too, you know. So it's just um, you always expect more from my – I always expect more from myself. And so I just – I keep setting the bar high and I am keep reaching it. Aaron Rodgers is the guy that can beat you. That's where the focus is. Or is it more on Jones, the running back, stopping him first and – and hoping everything else trickles down to stopping Rodgers. I feel like it's a mix of both because if they get Jones going early, then that opens up the play action. Yeah. And if you get Rodgers going, then it kind of opens up the, the run. So we got to just have consistent effort in stopping both of them. And then, you know, 
not missing tackles, running after the ball, and we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. Right. Yeah, what the Broncos do win, do pull up the upset and beat the Packers if? Um, constant pressure and, you know, our defense is the best defense on the field that day. And who was Grandma's uh, favorite Packer when you were a kid? Oh man, my, my grandma. Or all time. Well, all time. I feel like my grandma. My grandma loved Brett Favre. Okay, you know, okay. Loved Brett Favre. This is the yeah. mentality, the gunslinger. You yeah. Know? It's just uh, it's, it's it's a contagious mentality. Everyone, you know, kind of like loved him. Everyone loved yeah. him in Green Bay, and so yeah. you know that was my favorite one growing up was Brett Favre and you know Sterling Sharp and everyone. So it was uh yeah. Me and Grandma, uh, we had a lot in common about that. Right on. All right, Shelby. Good luck. Thank you, man. Appreciate all right. It. So that was really interesting about uh, Shelby, what he was saying there. Um, not sure if the uh, trivia question got on there, but uh, you, I think that we're saving that for Sunday game day in our pregame show. And uh, uh, Shelby got the answer in lickety split, the, the quickest uh, answer yet. So uh, it's about the Lambeau leap, by the way. Um, anyway, uh, my quick story on the Packers. Grew up uh, as a kid in the 60s. Uh, late 60s. Uh, my story on why I'm a Chicago area Packer fan, and there is a pocket of us, okay? I like the, the Cubs. I, I grew up liking the Bulls. I grew up liking the Blackhawks, like all Chicago people, but I was a Packer fan. And in the late 60s, uh, the, the home games in the NFL were blacked out at home. So the Bears weren't on TV uh, during their home games. Uh, they were on the road. Also, the Bears, um, even though they had Butkus and Sayers, they had terrible quarterback play. And I love quarterbacks. And the Packers had Bart Starr. The Packer games, by the way, were on uh, when the Bears weren't. They were off in the game of the week. The Packers and Lombardi were great. So that's my story why I uh, uh, was such a Packer fan growing up. Now, I uh, only root for the Packers if I pick them in my pool, um, which I'm not picking them in my pool this week. I'm, I'm picking the Broncos. So. Uh, you got to pick an upset somewhere if you're going to win. A, if you're going to win, right? You just can't get chalk. Um, think the Broncos have a chance uh, against the Packers. They just look like they're well coached. Uh, Garrett Bowles has been a problem. I think that's a player problem, not a coaching problem. Uh, although now that they have a player problem, it's up for the coach Mike Munchak to earn his money and get uh, Bowles straightened out. Imagine how tough it is for Rich Scangarello to call plays when you've got a leak at left tackle. I mean, a, a lot of the offense runs through the left tackle. And, uh, you know, you, get, you can't run them all to the right. And it was interesting that, as uh, Fangio pointed out, three of his four holding calls were on running plays, which, uh, which is uh, unusual. Um, I say give, Garrett, uh, give uh, Garrett a little bit of credit uh, because he was going against Khalil Mack. Now the Bears, Khalil Mack often plays on the other side. He rotates, goes back and forth, but he clearly played most of the game over Bowles because they saw a mismatch there. But uh, Garrett Bowles has to change his tactics, tactics. There's no doubt about it. Otherwise, he will be benched when Jawan James comes back in two or three weeks from that uh, knee injury. They'd switch Elijah Wilkinson over. Um, against the Packers, it's all about uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron is, uh, <coughs> excuse me, from what I see is not, uh, not quite uh, what he was two or three years ago. 
Um, he seems a little more cautious in the pocket as far as getting rid of the ball. He's not a, he's his decision making, I think, is a is a tick slower, and his accuracy on um, on on some of the out uh, patterns, uh, especially. Uh, close in range and out are not quite as accurate. Uh, at least uh, that's what I saw in the Bears game uh, in the opener. So, and last year too. Here's the other thing about why I think the Broncos have a chance. Everybody thinks Aaron Rodgers and Lambeau, no, no chance. The Packers are 7-6-1 and one in their last uh, 14 games at home. So uh, that goes back to uh, a year and a half. And so uh, it, it, the home field has not been uh, as beneficial to the Packers as people might think. I think the Broncos are due after that tough loss last week. And uh, I think the Packers are also uh, due. They had, a, they had a couple of hard-fought wins within the division. Uh, you, you know how the CU Air Force game was, where the Air Force was a trap game for CU after they beat Colorado State and Nebraska, two of their big rivals, then maybe a little letdown against Air Force. I can see the Packers opening up the season with a big win against the Bears on the road, then opening, then following up with a big win against the Vikings, another division foe. Now they don't play within the division. They're playing at home. I think the Packers could relax a little bit, and I, and I, I do think uh, the Broncos have a, a real chance in this game. Uh, what we found out today in practice, um, or I should say um, Thursday in practice, Cortland Sutton didn't practice because of sore ribs. And that's a little late in the week to be having that. I don't think there's, uh, I think they plan on uh, Cortland Sutton playing. If not, Jawan Winfrey uh, probably would get his, uh, his first uh, game uniform this year, the rookie from Colorado. So I uh, have to keep an eye on that. Emmanuel emerged last week. Um, I think they got to get Deshaun Hamilton and Noah Fant uh, more involved. And then the other guy, Somehow, some way, Philip Lindsay has to hit a crease. He's the key. I think he can run the ball uh, a little bit against the Packers. The Bears didn't do it in the opener. They didn't try. A little surprised by that. Where the Packers' defense has really improved, in my estimation, and, and again, I've watched the Packers quite a bit over the years. Um, I always said if their defense uh, uh, were playing like it is now the previous seven or eight years, Aaron Rodgers would have two or three more Super Bowl rings. Defense has let him down since 2010. And, uh, but where I see a great improvement in the Packers' defense so far is in their secondary. Uh, uh, Adrian Amos, safety, who Fangio had with the Bears last year, was terrific in the opener against the Bears. He seems like he's the glue back there, and so the Broncos will have to watch out for him. And uh, so a better defense. Uh, the Broncos obviously need a sack. They need a, a turnover or two. Um, against the uh, uh, Packers, get off the schneid there, and I'm sure they will, uh, just because uh, it's hard to go three games without a sack or a takeaway. And then the other thing is that uh, uh, Broncos offense, uh, you know, they've had only 17 possessions, which is a league low, but in 14 of them, they've crossed the 50, and that's a good percentage. Um, and so they're moving the ball. They're, you know, they're averaging over 40 yards a drive. Problem is, they're only averaging and, and, and by the way, 42 yards a drive ranks fifth in the NFL. That's the good news. The bad news, they rank in the bottom five in scoring at 15 points a game. So somehow they got to uh, start converting those drives into points. Well, that said, I hope you enjoyed Shelby Harris talking about uh, growing up as a, as a big Packer fan. And uh, 
be anxious to see him. Uh, he's really looking forward to it. Going to have the whole family up from Milwaukee to watch him in this game. So hopefully for Shelby's case, uh, he gets a batted ball, a tackle for a loss, fumble recovery. Uh, heaven forbid uh, he tries his own Lambo leap. Uh, uh, he would, it would, I'm sure Bronco fans would like to see him try if it works out that way on defense. Uh, but Shelby, uh, one of our favorite players, one of the best interviews on the team. So hope you enjoyed that. Until then, uh, I'm Mike Kliss, and thank you for listening once again to uh, uh, Kliss's Mic Drop, and we'll do this again next week as the Broncos prepare to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Broncos are favored in that game by three at home. Uh, thank you very much for listening.